This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and this is Season 2, Episode 3 of Banging on the Drum. I am one of your hosts here, P-Dog, with my other host there, M-Dog. How you doing, M-Dog? Doing well, doing well. Recovering from the weekend, so that's that's always good. Were you getting after it, chugging some beers or what? Yeah, I had enough this weekend. Friday and Saturday were both kind of crazy. So that a boy. I shouldn't say crazy. They were. I definitely had my fair share of beer, though. So you had, how was your weekend? You had three or four beers. Well, that I yeah. Well, I had more than three or four. So. When they took my cups away, I had three the first time. So, just a, I, pretty just, early. Just a deviant, Mike. No, I'm still stuck on your weekend. What did you do this weekend? Uh, so, my wife's cousin got married. So, I was just kind of bebopping around, hanging out with the in laws and her extended family, which, like, I've known all those people for, I guess, like more than half my life now. So, it's kind of. Gotcha. Like so, people I can, I have no issue dealing with, right? So yeah, a nice little family reunion there for you. Yeah, it was a cool, it was a cool weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I had a pretty boring weekend, so I will roll right into my overs and unders. But yeah, all I did was just try to get ahead on schoolwork to set myself up so I can go to a wedding and not have to worry about it. But anyways, my under was I set myself up good enough to have all Sunday to watch all of the games. And I had NFL ticket from last year. And I was just like, so week one, I was coming home from drill. The Packers played the four o'clock game slot. So I didn't really need it because I don't put red zone on when the Packers are playing. I just put the Packers game on. I need to get two TVs. I need to fix that. But maybe get like four if you got the ticket, man. Yeah, but I, I think it only works on one device. Basically, all I would need is red zone and then the Packer game. So, like a smaller TV and a bigger TV. And obviously, yeah. I put the Packer game on the bigger TV and then have the red zone going on the smaller TV. Packer's schedule works out pretty good this year, like where it's a lot of primetime games where I don't have to worry about. Having to share TVs, though. Right. Even week one was the game of the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was on TV. I didn't need my ticket for that. But but anyways, did not work. And I waited up until like the last second because I was like, oh, I had it last year. Then I found out like my uh, credit card I had in there expired. So I was like, whatever, I'll just put a new card in there. But then that didn't work. Um, and then I'm just sitting there like trying to figure this shit out. It was pissing me off. And the worst service in the world is AT&T and DirecTV. Those are the two. I mean, I think they're the same company, but they're the shittiest like customer service company. Cause I was like trying to give them money and they, they just did not want to take my money. So when we were in Brazil though, they don't have NFL tickets. So we had to get NFL red zone. So And it was like super cheap in Brazil because nobody watches football. So they just like give that away over there. 
So anyways, we ended up getting the NFL red zone instead. And I'm very happy with that decision. But my under was, it was very frustrating. Like I, what game do we, we had the Colts Jaguars game. So we were, I mean, there was another one. And then I think it was like the Bucks and Saints. So, I mean, two pretty shitty games to flip back and forth between like, well, I was trying to figure this out, but then I did get it figured out before the four o'clock game started. So then I was good to go. But anyways. Yeah. And so you could have reverted to like antenna TV to get the Sunday night game too, right? Yeah. I don't have that, but I have YouTube TV. So I don't usually have an issue getting any of like the prime time, anything. And we have every subscription to every streaming service that exists. So, so yeah, we just throw money at uh, TV services or whatever you want to call them now. Right. I always think it's funny. Like everybody got rid of their cable and then they just get nickel and dimed up to their a hundred dollars a month for TV. Right. Oh yeah. No, we, it's the same thing. We pay way more for um, TV than like, I would assume that someone that just gets like direct TV or cable and then internet. Like, I want to say those bundles cost you like from like 100 to like 130 a month. I don't even know how much we're spending on streaming services. Yeah, but you must have a direct TV account of some sort that to if you have the ticket you can get without you oh, can get it can with an app. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I thought I thought you had to have that. But. I think I think that was a thing back yeah, in the day. for a while. But okay. I, I'm pretty happy we switched to Red Zone and I don't have to deal with those scumbags over at DirecTV anymore. Even though I will say I think they've had the best product for a long time. Like if you're going to go cable or DirecTV, I turned into a DirecTV person eventually because it was just had more. It was better, better layout. But customer service when it comes to I had AT&T as a phone carrier direct tv if anything went wrong there was no chance i was getting anything fixed anytime soon so yeah and uh so the direct tv i remember like i called to cancel like we were up to like this would have been 10 years ago when we were living in sparta i called to cancel because we were up to like 90 bucks a month and i'm like i'm not paying 90 bucks a month for tv right and uh they're like well we can knock it down to like 55 and i was like well you should have fucking called me and told me that shit so i got all pissed at him like i hate when companies are like oh you're gonna leave us now we'll give you a deal well just give me the fucking deal and then i would have probably stayed if you would have called me i probably would have stayed forever i'd probably still be fucking 175 bucks a month direct tv they're good people gotta give them the money yeah yeah no but they're not they're shitty people they're awful people they probably that's what i thought too they probably need to go to prison so whoever runs Whoever owns that company. But anyways, we'll shift gears to my over here. So we've got a pretty fun week coming up in Tallahassee. We're going to an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert. Um, I'll give you two sun drops if you can name three songs. I can't name three songs for sure, but I have definitely listened to multiple Earth, Wind, and Fire songs at work. So we do like music video Tuesdays or whatever where I just sit down for like an hour, an hour and a half, and like all the guys on the skilled care unit will just throw out like songs. So guys, 
full out like disco stuff from the 70s all the time. Don't you remember? That's yeah, the only like that's the I would be like I would actually be pretty excited to be going to an Earth Wind and Fire concert because like they're gonna have some hits for sure. Yeah, um so I, I couldn't when I first heard it. I was like, I've definitely heard of Earth, Wind, and Fire, but I was like, I could not even tell you like when this band was relevant, yeah. and and then yeah, then I seen their top song, and I was like, okay, I recognize that one. But but anyways, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not a big concert goer, but this doesn't seem like it's going to be like it seems like it's kind of be like a concert in the park type deal, like where you like bring like blankets and like sit on them. People will probably be smoking doobies all around me. Oh man, there'll probably be plenty of doobies being smoked. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, right near FSU too, so I'm sure there'll be college kids out there enjoying it. Yeah, so I feel like I've always taken concerts as like something that's too serious. You know, like I have to try to have fun, and like I could just be like there, like just hanging out. And if I was no. doing that, I think I would enjoy it more. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I get that. Um, I don't think I've ever went to a, I take that back. I went to a Clay Walker concert that I paid for. But other than that, I don't think I ever paid to get into a concert because we'd always weasel our way into the Four McCoy ones for free. Or oh, we'd yeah. be working at them some, some yeah. way, shape, or form. But, but yeah, not a big concert dude, but I am excited for that concert. Then also my brother-in-law's birthday and we're going bowling and I love bowling. So got some bowling yeah, and concerts. You are a bowling bead, man. You love it. And when I do it, I actually enjoy it. I wish I probably did it more, but you definitely are a bowling guy. Uh, but I still suck. So it's not. Yeah, I, I don't I, know that. I don't know if I think that matters. Like no. I would probably like, I think if I had to do like my 20s all over again, I would have no problem sitting like playing pool and going bowling like four or five nights a week. Like I'd be really <laughs> cool with that. Uh, you can always do it again mike you can uh, yeah i could just start now like divorce the wife pretend the kids don't exist and why do you even have to do that just bring the kids with yeah they might want they might enjoy it too right yeah i I think that's what my bowling fun comes from because my dad was always in a league so he'd always bring me to league and i don't know i i kind of enjoyed watching it like usually some I think sometimes when your parents bring you to something like that, you're like, this is boring. But like, I actually enjoyed the camaraderie of it. People were pretty cool to me, buying me sodas and shit. Yeah. Now, in like when you were young, you were pretty decent, right? Like you could bowl a little bit? No, not really. Like I, I um, what do they say? Every dog catches his tail every once in a while. Like I could run into a really good game. Like I had something that could click, but okay. but not consistently. I think the highest my average has ever been. And I've never been bowling enough where I actually had one, but I would say it was like 130. Like okay. Which some people will be like, well, that's terrible. Like the high score's 300. But if you're hitting down an average of more than 10 pins, you're not doing that bad. Yeah, you know I mean? but but like, so the league my dad was in, I would say the low end of averages were like 166, like, yeah. And the high ends were like 210, like, right. so I mean, I was still, 
30 pins away from being an average player in like a men's league where people were hammered drunk bowling. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so you were probably like 10 or 11. Uh, no, not even. It, there's a long story behind that. So we'll, we'll move past it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll touch it sometime, but anyways, what do you got for unders and overs? Yeah, I'll get into my, uh, my under. So I missed a, like, a pretty good friend at work's wedding because I was at this other wedding this weekend. So that kind of bummed me out a little bit, but like I had a good, not that I didn't have a good time this weekend, but I wish I could have hit both weddings up, you know? So. Yeah, that's tough. How far apart were they? I don't even think that's an option. You, I mean, so unless I, they're in like. No. For, so like for us, it wasn't an option, right? Because I mean, so that's Kelly's family. If it was like one of her friends and one of yeah. my friends, then it then like maybe there's a conversation there. But um like it's a cousin that like and they spent all kinds of time together going up. So almost no chance that like and I told my friend at work, I was like, I yeah, not gonna be there. She's and she was like, Oh, I get it, but like, you know, that sucks or whatever. So yeah. Kind of downfall. And then my third grade football team. I don't think so. I shouldn't say that we don't have a chance because <laughs> I'm going to make it pretend that I do think we got a chance, but I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like I can't get them focused and they drive me crazy because every like 10 seconds, I have to answer this question nine times. Can I be the quarterback? Can I be the running back? And that, that drives me crazy. Like, I'm just, I just want to be like, just sit still, sit still and don't say a word. Like just, that's all. If we could do that, I would feel like we were the best team in the league. Now, so lesson one, this is what would always get my uh, swim lessons kids. And it's just also funny hearing little kids say it, but teach them patience is a virtue. And that then make them say it, like calm them down. That's what I would do before, before my little shits would get to jump in the pool. They would all have to say patience is a virtue. And, uh, and it's just funny seeing a little kid say something so wise. <laughs> that's a, so that's a good idea. I think it, so our first game's tomorrow and, uh, like I know for sure the team we play. And so I drive through, I drive through where Royal practices at, and they've been practicing for at least like a month and a half, two months. And how long have you guys been? Like two weeks. I think we've got, we, I, maybe we have three practices underneath our belt. So, do you got any like just studs, like cheat code guys? Uh, yeah, I got two like cheat code guys, but I don't know if like I got one guy that's big, right? That he's, he's probably a good like three or four inches taller than everybody in his class. And pretty athletic and fast. I would assume that, like, if I get the ball in his hands, people are going to be a little bit worried to get close to him because he'll just run them over. Right. And then uh, my nephew is kind of a cheat code too because he can catch and he can throw him pretty fast as well. Um, I got the kids can play. Yeah. Like, I just don't know if they will be willing to be linemen when they need to be linemen. And because, like, both of them 
guys, like I can't just leave him in at quarterback and be like, you're going to do it. You know, like it's third grade. You got to like rotate everybody in, get the guys the ball and stuff like that. And so I think they'll just get like pouty about it. Yeah, you got to find a way to make them take pride in what they do. That's another good one. Take pride in what you do um, to preach to them. Yeah, that would be a good one. So, all right. And so, like, for my over, and so I kind of stole my thunder from my over because I was going to talk about, like, just being able to hang out with Kelly's family and, like, just have a really solid weekend. Had the kids at home with um, with, my, Papa. with my parents. And so, like, we got a weekend where we were kind of just chilling by ourselves pretty nice little uh little weekend there so kid number four is on the way i don't think so <laughs> i mean you're always trying you know <laughs> you're always practicing it's just a matter of how hard you're trying i guess yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta really uh dig deep get in the grit <laughs> you're always trying it's a matter of how hard you're trying like you can be trying like really really little and if you're not trying at all, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, that is bad. <laughs> Neo Muanto Bone, that would say in Brazil. All right, you ready? We're we're doing straight business episodes now. You ready to get down to business, Mike? Straight business. Let's do it. All right. So we're gonna start with the Badger game just because it was the furthest away. Um Badger, well, I guess New Mexico State comes into Madison and just gets the ever-living shit whooped out of them. I don't think either of us were surprised by this. Uh, maybe the – so it was 66 to 7. So maybe putting up 66 points is That surprises little, me a little bit. Yeah, is a little surprising. And honestly, the seven points that came at the end was against all backups. So, like, the, the starters were out of the game. Um, yeah, so I guess breakdown for this one, uh, yeah, the Badgers did what they were supposed to do. The running bit, the running game looked good. Uh, the passing game looked good for the most part. Mertz did throw one interception that I don't think he's going to be able to get away with, uh, when he's playing Ohio state next week. So he did look good. I do not think I have the stats up on the top of my head. Oh, look at that. I do. So he was 12 for 15 for 251 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. The interception, like I said, was pretty ugly though. Um, other than that, we were handing the ball off to anybody in the backfield and they were, they were getting yards. So um, I guess just what the Badgers were supposed to do to a opponent that's as inferior as New Mexico State was because I mean the the golfers so Minnesota beat them 38 to nothing so the Badgers needed to go out and put up a big number against them and they did uh, um, golfers stink I got gotcha. you yeah no they're they're not bad or I mean they're not good uh Skylar Bell uh wide receiver freshman uh, maybe showed some promise, but like I said, they're playing New Mexico State. I do not think there is much to take away from this game other than, you know, there's there's two classes of – I guess there's probably more than two classes of Division I uh, NCAA football, but 
this was a top tier team playing against a bottom tier team. And yeah, I, I don't know what you can take. They, they beat them the way they should. So you can't really say too much bad about them, but I don't think right. you can take too much grade away. I think this is one of the teams you pay to come play you. And that's how their program makes money. Maybe New Mexico State's a little above that, but no. I don't think so. Like, I would say even BYU, I mean, so not this year. I think they were like 12 in the country before this weekend, right? Uh, BYU that Oregon beat? Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, maybe not this year, but BYU might be that same type of team that we've been paying to play against for a long time. I don't think BYU really fell into that category. And now I want to say BYU is – in a decent conference. I could be wrong about that with all the conference realignment. They're probably in the Mountain West, which isn't like no that, that terrible. Yeah, but I mean that's still not I, right. I it's even, not it's not the SEC or the Pac 12 or the Big 12. You're yeah, but it's not it is what it is, right? Yeah. Now I'm curious at what conference they are. So Mike, what did you what did you take away from the the uh oh they're independent okay my bad they're not even in a conference anymore so all right yeah so um i didn't get to watch much of this game i was sitting in a church at a uh like a catholic mass which also makes me want to just like bite on a bullet or something (laughs) like that so um (laughs) so i didn't get to watch much of it i would get out of there i turned my phone on and I just take a glance at the score and I see that it's like 35 nothing, right? I didn't look at like what point of the game it was. It didn't matter really, right? I just wanted to see like how they were doing. And so somebody that we're with goes, oh, it's 35 to nothing and it's halftime or whatever. And I was like, oh, geez. Like, so they're like crushing, crushing. And at that point, I felt pretty good about the way they played, whether I'd seen it or not, is that, um, they that's what you're supposed to do is just come in crush them now i would have liked to see them go ahead and like push for like a record of some sort right so if you give braylon allen a boatload of touches so that he gets you know 400 yards or something like that set an ncaa record for rushing in a day i'd like to see the badgers start doing that because i know that their running backs can they probably shut Braylon Allen down in like the second quarter, right? Like end of the half. No, you'd done. you'd have been surprised then, because yeah, he I think he might have ran one in in the third quarter, but um, I I mean it wasn't late into the third quarter that they still had him in, but I th- I think he got a TD in the third quarter. Oh no, okay. I'm wrong. I'm wrong about that, but I definitely feel like I saw him in the game. Okay. In the third quarter, and I was surprised. Like I was like, because because I I, I kind of don't agree with that. Like I don't give a shit about running up the score, but like I don't think you want to lose a guy like that in a game like that. Also, no, him, and I him. I understand that, but so if you get close, so I've seen them be at like, and I can't remember the exact numbers, but like two hundred seventy five yards when the record is like two ninety, right? And then pull guys out. And I'm like, like, just chase that record. Like, I think you should chase that record because then the superstars will be like, you know, like I like personal records. Uh, the, I think boosters like that the 
team has them. The team has to enjoy like doing something like that. I get that it's not a team accomplishment or whatever, but it's fun to do still. Yeah. So I get where you're coming from too. Like we don't want a guy to get hurt when we're already up 40. I understand. But they did kind of like what I said that I wanted them to do. Um, I can't even remember the first opponent. Illinois State is, yeah, beat the shit out of them, run all over them. And the, they must have been listening to me, run all over them in the first half. And then don't let Graham Mertz come out of the game. Make him make some throws while there's yeah, there little go. to no repercussions. And they did that. And that, like I said, that uh, – Skylar Bell stepped up. He had two TDs. Uh, Mertz dropped dropped some pretty nice passes in there. Um, and as stated before, one one shitty interception. But hopefully, uh, he has some confidence. Um, we're gonna do the Badger preview on Thursday night after I'm done bowling. So we'll see what kind of shape I'm in. Um, so stay tuned that or tune into that i guess you could say but yeah wisconsin looks like they are back on track and yeah well we just gotta shake off that one shitty washington state loss um ohio state it's gonna be a tall a tall order but easy way to shake that that loss off is to just go out and beat ohio state should be easy peasy yeah yeah that that would be that, that would probably shake it off. I, I think that would uh, put them right back to where they were in the uh, in the rankings, if not higher. But I will say a little preview to the preview. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think, uh, I know, I'm hurting Mike's soul here. <laughs> but the what I was getting at is the Big Ten West is still – definitely not out of the Badgers reach. So, so we still, we still can make a big 10 championship game appearance. I mean, most people listen to this know that, but, and see what happens there. Yeah. I think that that's a real possibility. I mean, some of the big 10 West powers are really falling apart, which is, I mean, and, People could be saying the same thing about the Badgers having a loss against Washington State too, but yeah, no, and I th- I think they are, and I think it's fair. Um, yep, because yeah, Wisconsin shouldn't lose that game. We were slightly skeptical, even though we're like big homers, but I don't think either of us anticipated that one going down the way that it did. Um, but yeah, we are going to roll on, and we are going to roll on to the Packer game. Mike, you want to take the lead here or you want me? Uh, So I guess when it comes down to it, the scripted plays for the Bears worked out pretty well, and that's about all that worked out pretty well for the Bears. Um, Packers go down. They score a field goal on their first drive. A little bit disappointing that you don't punch it in on on a defense. I mean, their defense isn't terrible, but it's not good either i don't think um they're paying a boatload of guys from the bears that aren't even on the team anymore uh most notable name is probably khalil Mack, but 
like $60 million worth of contracts that the Bears are paying that aren't on the team, according to Sunday Night Football last night. And then, so the Bears come down. Uh, Justin Fields dives it in for a for a touchdown. And then after that, it was kind of all Packers from that point. I, Bears did get a field goal late, but it was all Packers after that point. And Aaron Jones was a stud. I don't know if Pat wants to get into that a little bit more, but uh, giving him the ball turns out to be one of the best things that we can do. Um, and I think giving AJ Dillon the ball is in the same boat that line him up, shove it down their throats, and then let Aaron go over the top on him or like just spell the running backs here and there. Big one that I want to touch on, um, that I, I admit this is like I'm not pretty, I'm not very good at watching like the offensive line play and noticing like the impact that offensive linemen can make. But Jenkins being back in the game looked like that was all the difference, too. Like, I I mean, it it just made our running game so much better. It felt like, you know, like we would have had a shot if we had had a guy like that in. Because the line looked a lot better. Granted, I mean, he had like a pretty bad hold. But, like, you know, he got beat once. But other than that, like the running game looked so much better with him in there. The pass blocking looks so much better in there. And I and they have a really good pass rusher. Like a guy who had like 18 sacks last year or something like that. And I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm trying to the Bears got a really, really good one, right? So number two in the league behind TJ Watt. And is so it, is that he Gibson? lined up against Neiman. I I don't I just remember them saying like he was second in the league, which I didn't even realize, right? Because you're on a relatively poor team but that's big time like guys don't do that you don't like fluke your way into 18 sacks yeah, you know no. you might fluke your way into like 12 or something like that but you don't fluke your way into 18 yeah this uh Travis Gibson had two sacks last night so yeah i mean i would assume that that was the guy but but yeah fairly new name to my uh <laughs> to my brain i guess um, right. But yeah, and I guess like other little things that I saw, like we got the vet wide receivers going early. So we le- leaned on uh, Watkins early, which he, he had a great game. Uh, Cobb had a great game. And yeah, so I think whereas in the first game, I guess we didn't have Lazard. Um, so I mean, we definitely had to lean on some of the younger guys, but th- this game kind of was the vets going out and saying, you know, this, this is kind of how you do it. So the, uh, the young receiving talent that we have on the team can see like they're going to have to work harder because these vets can still get the job done better than they were getting the job done. Yeah. And outside of the first drive, the defensive vets played really, really well. So Preston Smith is playing lights out last night. He has uh, two sacks or something like that, which is a pretty good game. Yeah, um, he, he led the team in tackles, uh, seven tackles, two sacks, and then obviously two tackles for loss with those sacks. Right. And so um, I think that Alexander had a relatively rough week. But um, 
he did end up with a pick late in that game to kind of like guarantee seal it. Um, yeah. I would have been really pissed if the uh, Bears had come back and got a backdoor cover, right? That would have really kind of got my goat. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, they weren't no. going to win that game after, what, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. We were up 14. They could have got it within that 10 or whatever that we ended up getting the number at. Yeah. No, and I think I think you did a good job of breaking down exactly how they did get their touchdown to. Like, the scripted plays worked over, which is pretty funny because uh, my brother-in-law, who I was watching the game with, he's a big chess guy. And he's all about these like chess plays. And I was like, yes, the, uh, the first, you know, couple drive, well, the first drive for sure, if not the first couple drives are scripted drives. So like, it's like a planned play and chess that that's where I found middle ground. Not that I'm good at chess, but like, this is where I can bring football to the chess board to like explain things to them. And I, I will not lie. Uh, I was a little bit worried when we went down, got stopped, yeah. and then they came back down and just ran and got a touchdown. But they put most, if not all, my uh, worries to rest uh, the way they played the rest of the game. Defense looked great. Running game looked great. Veteran wide receivers looked good. Rodgers is Rodgers. Um, and maybe if we get Bakhtiari back, like – we're going to be dangerous, but we'll, we'll see what he does. I, I don't even know. I even tried to dig into it. Cause usually I'm not that guy like digging into it, but I'm like, what's going on? But you so, know, hopefully uh, he's all right. Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show said that if he doesn't play this week, that they're expecting him in a week three. Right. And so guys like that are usually relatively plugged in, but, if he ends up like just getting sore and then his knee swells up and something like that happens, could he easily not see him in week three, which would be a big loss, right? So I don't want to get too much into a preview, but the Bucks defense is good and we need everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In all, that game. All hands on deck. Yeah. Especially on the offensive side, uh, right. where where we're a little bit lighter this year. So yeah, and so like you think you feel good about where our wide receiving core is. I so I was in the car for a little bit of the first quarter, maybe the maybe the entire first quarter, and some of this a little bit of the second. And like when I did see Christian Watson make catches, they were like he'd get hit, and then he wouldn't be able to like get through where he wasn't juking guys. He wasn't making the moves I expected a guy that's a, you know, they talk about his athletic ability and I didn't see that. Yeah, no, I vaguely remember. I mean, he had three catches for nine yards. I remember one of the catches being kind of cool. Like where I was like, yeah, this guy's going to be good one day. Okay. Um, but, but no, well, and I saw that, like the sweep, right? The sweep and he just didn't look good on the sweep. Yeah. No, and to answer your question, like I still am very skeptical about the receiving options we have. I, I don't feel good about our receiving core. 
because I was coming into the season as the hopeless optimist that I am wishful thinker that uh, something magically was just going to click. And I mean, I was like, okay, Adams is gone. So we're not going to have, we're not going to have that one guy that we force the ball to all the time. Well, it turns out there was a reason why we were forcing the ball to him every single time. So, but you know, they did spread the love around because if you look at like the receptions in the uh, box score, I mean, it's Watkins with three, Jones with three, Cobb with three, Dobbs with two, Lazar with two, Tanya with two, Watson with three. So like, I mean, last year it was, uh, it was Adams with 15. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Adams with 15. And then like the next closest guy maybe had four. So So we'll see. I think there's a little bit of that. You know, you don't want to uh, beat someone while they're down, but the, you know, the Bears kind of they still suck. So it's it's kind of like we were saying with the New Mexico State deal is is it a true measuring stick? But that's the exciting thing about next week is we get a measuring stick very early and. If the Packers offense, if we get a win next week against uh, the Bucks, you know, then then I think I will be like, okay, we're doing something right. Granted, Even if we score 10 points, like as long as we get a win in that game, that's a plus for the for the Packers. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a fairly <laughs> obvious statement. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but, it, but even if your offense doesn't perform the way you expect to have like 25 points or something like that. Okay, I get what you're saying. I think that we need to be like happy with that, even if our offense is kind of like crap in the bed, right? Like we don't need to have this. Yeah, that's a, that's like, a win. I'll win that game any way possible. That's going to be one yeah. of the teams you're running in, into in the playoffs. So. I would assume so, right? Yeah. So, anyways, we'll wrap this one up by giving out a best job, giving out that BJ, and the BJ is going to go to Aaron Jones, 15 carries, 132 yards, TD, and then he threw on there three catches for 38 yards and a TD, which was basically a run. I mean, it was kind of like jet sweepy pass run. Yeah, I think Aaron's like Sam. Okay, I'll give I'll give the like jet sweep thing. I'll do it all. Like I don't care, right? But I need to put it in front of me so that I get the passing. Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't, but like that's what he's doing. No, yeah, I don't think he gives a shit at all. I think that play, it, it's not like a Packers specific play right. by any means. I think it's just uh, to lower the risk of something like that because you throw it forward. So Jones drops it. Like it's just an incomplete pass. Oh yeah. That's a good point that instead of handing it forward. Yeah. Right. Then it like, because you throw it, then it drops and it's incomplete. It's not a fumble. You hand it forward and it muffs like they did with Dylan and Rogers in there. And then maybe late in the third quarter. Yeah. And it falls to the ground and then they lose the ball or, yeah, we didn't and, we didn't touch on that. That like in the second half they didn't it didn't look good, but they had two drives where they should have scored on that they turned the ball over. Yeah, um, yeah, we lost one fumble. 
The one that I was more impressed with, though, is because... Oh, they didn't turn the ball over. They Watt, Watson ran into it, right? And then yeah. it was just a fumble loss for like 12 yards or something. So we did lose one fumble, but there was one mm-hmm. fumble where Rodgers... People, like... I don't know if he could shit on like so much for like making business decisions. Cause I don't think he falls into that category. It's guys that makes business decisions, but one of the fumbles that he went back in and like, I can't remember if he got it, but man, he gave up like his whole body. Like it kind of scared me even like as hard as he tried to get that fumble. And that just made me feel real good. Cause I was like, damn, like, I know he's invested, but like I feel like there's criticism about him that that would say that he's not that invested. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't understand people who think that he is like a bad teammate or not invested in football. Like, if you want to say that he might not be the guy you want to hang out with, I can understand that. Like, he might be the guy that is just like a know it all whenever you sit next to him. You know what I mean? Like everything you yeah. say, he's got an answer for it. Um, every story has a story that comes out right after that's very, very similar. But he could be that guy, right? That A guy that I don't know that I want to hang out with him like as a person, but to say he's a bad teammate or to say that he isn't invested in playing high-level football, I think is about as dumb as it gets. If they gave me the option to be best friends with Aaron Rodgers, I would take it in a heartbeat. Well, I would take it, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if like I would actually truly feel that. You know what I, I mean? Would. Like, I you would. don't know that you would. Like, he might be like an asshole. That's a real possibility. No, nope. I love him already. <laughs> okay, I mean that's fair. All right, let's keep her rolling. So we are going to do the Bing Bong recap real quick. So, um, if you're a new listener, tuning in. So Mike and I put a hundred. Uh, bing bongs so instead of dollars we use bing bong because bing bongs are better than dollars mike's got something yeah and if you're a new listener like subscribe uh i always say this at the end so if you're a new listener you might not make it that far but you can always just download this and play it on silent and then we'll get the listens we'll feel good about it and you don't have to like worry about it like it's just something that goes on in the background of your phone yeah, while you're not doing anything at all. So, yeah, it's just do being, that for us. It's just being a good person. So if you yeah. don't do that, you're yeah. a bad person. So yeah, just like Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. No, Aaron, don't don't <laughs> put those two in the same category. Of, uh, no, you definitely should. That is not the same thing. Like being like quirky is not the same thing as like actively doing things that are not good. Yeah. No. We're not we're not doubling them up like that. But anyways, bing bongs. So we bet um, the currency that's the best currency in the world. Bing bongs. Uh, we put a hundred bing bongs on every game with ten percent juice against us, just to keep it simple. Uh, we're we're not the best math. Eh, I won't speak for Mike. Mike's pretty good with his mental maths. Um, Sometimes, but. But just to keep it simple, we keep it ten percent juice. So, and we pick every single game, and we do throw one shot in there at a double dog, which makes it so we have one extra game. But if it ever becomes relevant, uh, we'll let you know. I mean, unless you want to explain it, Mike. 
No, no, that's good. That's a Coney Island double dog, too, just so everybody's tracking. Yep, like, yep. go to Coney Island, get a double dog, put the onions and mustard on it. Yeah, this this, this uh, part of the podcast is sponsored by Coney Island in the mall. So, <laughs> so the sponsor doesn't exist is basically what I'm trying to tell you. It's not a sponsor, but Coney Island double dogs can't go wrong with a Coney Island hot dog. Yeah, extra cheese, extra chili, throw some mustard on that bitch and gulp it down. All right, but anyways, so Mike, we, we didn't do the Monday night games. Uh, Monday night games are in progress. It looks like Mike is going to be losing one if uh, the Vikings don't come back and backdoor cover. But anyways, before the Monday night games, Mike wins. That's a win-win for me, Mike. If I if they if they win, then I got the bing bongs. And if they lose, I'm just happy because the Vikings lost. See, it's a win squared for me. But yeah, fair enough. But anyways, let's get through this. So Mike went seven and eight, uh, losing 180 bing bongs on the week, and Pat went seven and eight, also losing 180 bing bongs on the week. Um, before the week, Mike was up 340 bing bongs. So if you're doing the math in your head, you are correct. Mike is up 160 bing bongs. And I was down 710 bing bongs from last week. So if you're doing your math in your head, yes, I am down 990 bing bongs. I'm almost down 1,000 bing bongs. So if you've been betting with me, I've been just absolutely screwing you over. So I'm going to lose them both tonight, too. Yeah, and I'm gonna win them both. We 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 went the opposite way. So, I'll, I'll is that be, factored in there? No, it must not be. You must not have done the Vikings game at least. Mm-mm. The other one you already did. No, no, I didn't. I mean, that one that one's a loss almost for sure. Unless, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't do. There's 15 games on there. Yeah, that's what I was explaining with the double dogs. They oh, yeah, deserve yeah, yeah. an extra game. I got so, yeah, so yes, yeah. yeah. I. We bet on all 16 games, but it turns out to be 17 bets. Yeah, so I'm going to end up being 7 and 10 this week, and I'm going to go under. Yeah, you're going to be in the negative. You're going to join yep. me. Uh, another thing, we're still working out the punishment. We say this every time. So right you know, now. It sounds like I'm shitting and you're getting a tattoo or shitting yourself. So that's what okay. I, I think that's what we decided on last week. So. So, yeah, so there's a heavy investment on this. Um, whoever loses either has to shit their pants on camera or get a tattoo of banging on the drum. Um, we, when we initially made this bet, there was three of us, so it was a yeah, little which is, less. Which is way, I say we just say he lost. He's got to get a banging on the drum tattoo. I was going to tell Riley that the buyout of his contract was at least shooting a bottle rocket out of his ass. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, I think to be fair, like we could just consider him to have the loss. He doesn't have, he, like he's supposed to pay the bet and then he just doesn't because he doesn't. Yeah, and we fire him then. Yeah. And... When then he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of like it. I might use that cop out when it comes to me having to put ink on my, on my body or shit my pants. So, uh, the other thing I was considering is getting like a fake tattoo and having it like on my chest. Right. And then just like saying, like, it's there. See, look, you know, yeah. and then you guys just never know. 
but we do have punishments where you have to do your shirt off for the whole show, but we haven't. Yeah. I'm not going to lose that one. I'll put it that one. Uh, yeah. I'll put banging on my, uh, on my ass. And then you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's roll in. Uh, we're going to try to recap these games real quick. We know uh, you probably already got your recaps for the week. So we're going to do the, P dog and M dog recap. Mike, what do you got for the Chargers versus Chiefs game? What surprised you? Uh, so Chargers versus Chiefs game, pretty good game. Um, really, the deciding play was the Chiefs get a pick six at like the two or three yard line, something like that. Takes it to the house. They go up. That might have put them up twenty seven seventeen. At that time, I can't I'm trying to help you out here. with that. But anyway, nope, that's not what it would have been. But they go up six or seven right there. Uh, the Chiefs go down, get another field goal. After that, they get a stop, get another field goal. They're up 10. They're going to cover easy. And the Chargers get just a like a straight up backdoor cover. They score. Um, Justin Herbert gets like, Pretty hurt, has to leave the leave the game for a play. And then comes back in. They put him in essentially with no real opportunity to win, which is a little bit weird. Uh, they're down 10 with like two and a half minutes to go. Uh, as long as the Chiefs get the ball, there's almost no chance that the Chargers have an opportunity to win. Anyway, Chargers get the get seven points late they cover backdoor cover on you yeah really like kind of pissed me off because i don't i don't think the chargers are very good and i don't like their coach i think the coach is a moron but what do i know yep he's gonna hammer that point on all right so we're gonna move on to oh wait did he give out a bj um i did not I don't know, like I'm not sure who. We'll, we'll give out an easy, easy BJ. Yeah, I suppose you could always give it to Pat, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want to go, uh, everybody wants to give the quarterback a BJ anyway. No, so we won't give the quarterback a BJ. So Mike is going to be giving Willie Gay a BJ. Dude had 11 tackles, two tackles for loss, just a beast on defense. Um, all over the field, but we'll move to the next game. Give that man a BJ. Give that man a BJ. <laughs> That's the best job right there. Um, all right. So this game actually ended up being pretty interesting. So I had the Jets and Browns. The Jets beat the Browns 31 to 30. Um, the Browns just come out humming. Uh, they just ran the ball down the Jets' throats. Um, Hunt. And wow, it's escaping me, Mike. Help me. Hunt and, and Chubb. 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 Yeah, Hunt and Chubb. Just that that was one thing I was going to mention is that the Packers have a great running back duel, but I think the Browns are right there with them uh with this <laughs> running back duel. If not I don't better. know, I don't know like how teams have better duels than Hunt and Chubb. I mean, Hunt was a like a perennial pro bowler. And yeah. like Chubb's in that same boat. Yeah, yeah. No, they they both did great. Um, 
Yeah, and the Browns, like I said, come on, Palmin. And then in the second quarter, uh, both teams got another TD going into half. It was actually a pretty good game going into halftime. Third quarter, the Browns get a field goal. Uh, then the Browns put the put to the pedal to the metal there and look like they have the Jets dead to rights. Yeah. It was crazy because – so there was like two minutes left in the game. I don't remember the exact timeout situation, but it was basically they could have like milked the clock with uh, two minutes and almost had no time left on the, on the clock and just – the Jets just wouldn't have had a chance. Um, they end up scoring on a big run. I can't remember if it was Hunt or Chubb, um, but whoever they scored, and it was, then it was Chubb. Okay, like it was a wasn't it? No, that was Swift that had that weird catch. But Chubb had like a like a kind of a crazy run to get it too, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like this clean cut like straight line. No, it was a nice ass run. It was like one of those runs. So I'm trying to think of a running back in the past that. Uh, just stopped. I, I feel like Bell did it before is like just stopped right before he scored. And honestly, like people would give him shit. It's like, oh, just score that touchdown. Like my fantasy team needed a touchdown. And then yeah. other people would be like, you know, it doesn't matter because they're going to have such a big lead that they can't come back from. Um, but yeah, but instead, yeah, they score this touchdown. Uh, put them up 30 to 17. They missed the extra point, which yeah. ended up being like just detrimental. Super uh, detrimental. Yeah. Jets take full advantage. Uh, Flacco throws a 66 yard TD bomb to Corey Davis. They get the onside kick and then win the game on a TD pass to Garrett Wilson. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a crazy game. It was, I've never been a big Flacco guy, but for some reason it made my uh, uh, heart feel good for him. Like I was like, all right. Yeah. He, he got to leave the Ravens. He got a lot of shit. Um, in Denver. I, I, yeah. Denver. And I mean, even as the rate, even as a Super Bowl winning quarterback yep. for the Ravens. Um, so, I mean, I was one of the, like I said, I was one of the guys giving him shit, but like me too. It, it even kind of makes me feel good uh, seeing that. So he is not only going to get the win, he's going to get the best job. And so I disagree with the best job on this, but that's, I'll, I'll give it. So you, I think it's got to be Garrett Wilson, rookie wide receiver. He has two touchdowns, um, probably a boatload of yards too, because he had a long touchdown in there as well. Um, yeah, I don't recall his yardage or totals there, but the, the big bomb was to Corey Davis. If, okay. If that's one you're trying to think of, but, but anyways, Maybe it is. I'm giving it to Flacco for the comeback victory, getting the jets in Salah in the win category for this year. Um, crazy game. Both defenses don't look too great. I don't think. Either of these teams, I think Mike's uh, analysis of this game going in, in beforehand was like more correct than mine. Um, I just saw the the number of the line and I was like, I don't know. I weigh my bets just specifically on the number that comes out. And Mike, you said that the Browns look like a more talented team and they should just be able to do it. And they should have been. 
I mean, like I said, they were they up seven like the whole game. Like every time the Jets scored, they just scored right in front. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was definitely stolen from them. And like I said, they could have ran out the clock. But, anyways, let's move to the next one uh, Commanders and Lions. You got anything for that one? Yeah. So the Lions come out like pretty hot. They, they're not having like a great, great game. Like they're not finishing drives really well, but they end up getting a safety on Carson Wentz. They force a fumble that pops out the back of the end zone. They're up 22 to nothing at halftime. Uh, playing really, really well. Amon Rod St. Brown just has a dominant day. I don't have numbers right off the top of my head, but a couple of touchdowns, a couple of big plays. And they're they're up early, but the commanders kind of work their way back into it, give themselves an opportunity, and just can't finish 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 the job. Uh, the Lions did what they need to do to get out to a nice big early lead, continued to play all the way through that lead, and then end up with the win at the end. Uh, Hutchinson has a really good game. He's got two or three, three sacks. So, uh, like – He's looking like a legit player. He's going to be a guy who's going to be a problem. That, that was going to be the Lions' defense is going to be okay. That was going to be my question for you. It seems like in a draft, like, and I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent, but like you know, you can't figure out what quarterback's going to be good in the draft. Like, like GMs can't do that. But like when it's a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, it seemed like everybody was like this guy's going to be a monster. Like he's can't miss amazing, you know, yeah. next level pro bowler. Um, same with so, the dude. Like both Bosa's chase young, yeah, like all those guys. Chase. Right. So uh, left tackles, I feel like are in the same boat as that. Like yeah. if you draft a tackle in the first three or four picks, he's a can't miss dude. Like there's no way that guy fits. You draft a quarterback. Like probably the majority fail. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's less than a fifty percent hit rate for sure on on like a top ten quarterback. I would say like top right. ten. I picks. mean, and I guess guys have failed the defensive end. So uh, there's like actual news out about uh, I think his name's Vernon Golston. He got drafted by the Jets or whatever, and he kind of flopped in the NFL. He got in a like a pretty massive bar fight the other night, but. Um, like there's guys that do fail. I would even argue that Jadavian Clowney failed. But he was still um, good. But yeah, he's it, a plus player. Yeah. It's not that he's terrible. He just isn't a top five pick, right? Yeah, um, he's like your second. Like if you if that's your second pass rusher or yeah. DM, like you're doing good. But even like a Mario Williams, I think probably didn't live up to his full potential. You know what I mean? But, but like, he was on the other side of J.J. Watt. So, like... Yeah, when he was there, like, he was yeah. fucking awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's just a tough... Like, to say that they never fail, but I do think there's guys that you're going to say, this guy's in the league, where there's quarterbacks that, after five years, like, they're lucky to be a backup. Uh, Josh Rosen was the number one overall pick. He's lucky to be a backup in the NFL right now. Where um, is he? Is he in Atlanta right now? Atlanta, maybe Cleveland. I yeah. have no idea. Like, no, I'm I think he's. Sure I think he's, he's in Atlanta behind uh, okay. Mariota right now. 
And so like, there's guys that are like, people think they can't miss on that never really see real snaps in the league. Like Jamarcus Russell saw a year's worth of snaps and then they were done with it. Um, even Haskins got cut in year two. Or was that year one by Washington? I think it was two. Yeah, yeah, like he got, I mean, he got cut. He was a top 15 pick and he got cut. Yeah. All right. I did take us down a side road, but Sorry. anyways. And like I get rambling. No, no, no. But I, it's just like an interesting topic to me, but I, I'm sure we'll have a better day for it. Like a, around the draft time. Yeah. Like when, when I'm out getting married and stuff. Hopefully I won't be getting married again next year. So or maybe you need to renew your vows or something like that. Okay. That could be, but anyway, do that. So vows are vows for a reason. You should never have to renew them. That's kind of the point of them. Okay. Yeah. My vows I can get good. it. Well, I'll throw that as in as my spicy meatball. Write that down. So that I remember. Yeah. That's spicy. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. My vows were good too. So I shouldn't ever have to redo those. But anyways, who are you giving that BJ to? Who's getting the best job? Oh, so the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown, for sure. Like that guy is lighting it up for the Lions. If you know, maybe it's got to be a doubly, and I give a best job to Hutchinson and St. Brown, but yeah, no, I think that's a fair doubly. Yeah. Uh, St. Brown had nine catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns. Hutchinson had uh, six total tackles, five solo tackles, three sacks. And it only says two tackles for loss. I always thought a sack counted as a tackle for a loss, but what do I know? I think they're they separated out due to the fact that sacks are sacks, right? Sure. Yeah, no, but I always thought like it counted as a tackle and yeah, whatever. Well, so like a forced fumble would be a, a considered a sack and a fumble. Yeah. Right? You get a you get a sack when you get when you force a fumble, even though you didn't put them down there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, you do. But we'll, we'll get into the intricacies of the game when we have uh, not an action-packed schedule here. So next game we are going to roll into, it was the Buccaneers at the Saints. Uh, the Bucs win that game 20-10. to 10. Uh, In the first half, uh, both the defenses are just looking great. Uh, only three points were scored in the first half, and those three points, I think, came early by the Saints. Anyways, uh, gets to the second quarter, or second half. Still not much going on. The, the Bucks do tie it up with the field goal in the third quarter. But then Jameis Winston just turns into the old Jameis Winston throwing pick machine that he is. Um, I don't remember how many picks he had off the top of my head. But oh, three picks, and and yeah, the Bucks just took full advantage of that and dominated the fourth quarter. Um, my best job for this game is going to go out to the Bucks defense, but if I have to get a little bit more specific with it, I'll give it give it to Jamil Dean with two interceptions and five tackles. So, so just it's not the right. like a so it's not like a Bukaki situation or nothing like that. No, no, we're. Okay. We're not giving the whole team a best job, but there was, um, I don't got their box for pulled up, but there was a guy that had a pick six. I'm big on pick sixes. I, I could give those, those guys best jobs all day, but I'm going to go with the guy that got two picks. 
And now with the guy, they got to pick six. But yeah, Bucks defense is looking good. I guess uh, uh, one thing to note, so there was a fight that broke out in that game. Mike Evans ended up being in that fight, and he gets suspended for a game. And I guess we'll touch this on the Bucks packers preview, but we are not going to be seeing Mike Evans next week, which is is pretty is a pretty uh, nice little treat there. And there's a possibility that uh, good uh, Godwin too, right? Yeah. So he he pulls his hammy in week one. They expected him back in a couple of weeks, yeah. But so, I would assume he's not at full strength if, if he does come back. Yeah, that's going to definitely uh, level the playing field in the wide receiver weapon category for the Packers there. So. So that'll be nice. But let's roll on to the next game here. And we have the Panthers at the Giants. What do you got, Mike? Uh, and so, like, I so I watched the, like, highlights of this game, and it pretty much bored me to death, I think, that I don't even remember really what happened too much. Um, I think Barkley had an okay day. Uh, Jones, um, Danny Jones did all right. Um, when it comes down to Baker Mayfield, he didn't play terrible, but he didn't play great. I didn't, nobody played out of their mind. Giants recovered two fumbles early, I believe, and ended up getting field goals off and couldn't finish drives early in the game. But for the most part, this is a game that you, maybe it's a defensive battle and I should be like proud about it, but it, didn't even seem that way in the highlights that it was the defenses were just stymieing people and it was like a good defensive battle and that's why things were going that way. Just seemed like everybody was just playing ho hum and the Giants ended up scraping away with it. Yeah, I, I was pretty glad that that was your game, but I will give out your best job for you and it's going to go to Graham Gano, four for four, kicking field goals. And he ended up hitting a 55 yarder, I want to say. So he had a big leg, big, big and accurate leg there. So he is getting the yep. best job in that game. And yeah, that's, good that, one. That, that's how you know the game. It's been a little tough to watch is when you're giving out a best job to a kicker. So give that, that man, man a, a BJ. BJ. We got to get back to doing that. All right. Next game we have on the docket, which in years past, what it seemed like it was going to be a pretty great game to watch. But we have the Patriots and the Steelers. The Patriots win 17-14. to 14. Uh, First half, pretty slow going. Our old boy, Nelson Aguilar, had a pretty sick TD catch for the Bucs. Uh, and the Bucs took a 10-3 to lead into halftime. A huge muff punt by the Steelers that the Patrick or that that the Patricks capitalized on, and their defense holds and they win the game. So this was another game that was pretty boring to watch. But anyways, I am going to keep rolling through it, and we are going to give the BJ the best job to our old our old friend Nelson Aguilar with six receptions, 110 yards, and that pretty amazing TD that I was talking about. Uh, definitely mossed that dot. Definitely mossed that guy. So, Mike, what are we going to do? We're going to give, give that, that man, man a, a BJ. BJ. 
All right, next game. This one was baffling. We had the Colts go to the Jaguars, and the Jaguars beat them 24 to nothing. What do you got, Mike? Yeah, so, I mean, I didn't – so the Colts were pretty banged up. I did hear about that on Friday, that they were doing, like, a walkthrough on Friday instead of, like, an actual practice, which is a rarity for the Colts to be in week two to be so banged up that you're running walkthroughs instead of like an actual practice setting. Um, the Jaguars as of no, they're going to be too with the Titans losing our number one in the AFC South. Let's uh, give it up for the Jaguars. Ooh. This is a pretty unbelievable situation that's going on here. They're one and one and they are, they are number one in the AFC South. So, um, I'm going to give it out the best job to, uh, James Robinson had a pretty good day, scored at least one touchdown. I know. So yeah. it's the Jaguars versus the Colts. I think if it's Colts versus Jaguars in Jacksonville, you just take Jacksonville. That's what you have to do. If yeah. you're gambling, you got to take Jacksonville there two games in a row in Jacksonville. They beat them. Dude, it's not a even little two, silly. It's not even two games in a row. Yeah, it but, might be six. I don't know. No, it's. I think they said the last time the Colts won in Jacksonville was 2013. So like Andrew Luck type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, it, yeah, it's, it's going back. No, I heard that one this week um, over on uh, Degenerates Anonymous. Go check those guys out. But yeah. They they brought up that stat and I was I was pretty shocked. Like I did not I did not think that that would be the case in that game. Um, that, yeah, that's a cool stat too. Yeah. So next game we have on the docket. This was one of my favorite games to watch. And uh, anyways, the game was uh, Dolphins at the Ravens. Dolphins end up winning the game, forty-two to thirty-eight. So one of the craziest games of the weekend from opening kickoff to the end. So Ravens take back the opening kickoff, set the tone of this game. Uh, Dolphins strike back pretty quick with uh, Waddle um, and and Hill being just crazy good. Um, I don't know if I had any hesitation about those guys being good, but like, holy shit, like Hill – just gets like so much more open than any guy I've ever seen. Eh, I, I'll take that back. This is a recency bias there. But man, he is always just running like wide open. Granted, the Dolphins do have some weapons with uh, Waddle and Gasecki. Um, so they got some guys to throw the ball to. But both Waddle and Hill have a crazy uh, good game. So. Like I said, the Dolphins strike back. Then it was all Ravens. Ravens end up taking a 28-7 to lead into halftime. Uh, both teams exchange TDs in the third quarter. Waddle has a nice TD catch. Um, and then Lamar Jackson just has a huge TD run. Uh, that put the Ravens back up on top, 35-14. to And then, uh, wow, now – Lefty. Shit. I'm losing my train of thought here. Tua. 
uh, Tua got a firework lit out of his ass, and then Waddle and Hill just took over. Um, those Dolphin weapons just looked amazing. Uh, yeah, no, but Dolphins go on fire. They outscore the Ravens 28-3 to in the fourth quarter to win that game on a game-winning drive. Um, I'm going to give out a BJ. This is the dual BJ as well. Hill, 11 catches, 190 yards, two TDs. And Waddle, 11 cuts, catches, 171 yards and two TDs. But yeah, yeah those skiing. What's that? Yeah, I'm going, going to give out two best jobs in Miami. But Miami's going to be a fun team to watch. Those weapons are real. And Tua is pretty good at using them. So I, I think that was something to be seen there. What's surprising to me is the fact that the Ravens couldn't run the ball enough in the fourth quarter to keep them from scoring 28 points. Yeah, especially. Like, they didn't even go to overtime with this game. They just beat them. Yeah. No, especially with Jackson. Yeah. Um, It doesn't matter who your running back is. Like, you have Lamar Jackson. That can be your running back. Yeah. And, yeah, you can get those. I call them cheap first downs, but they're not cheap. Whatever. Like, you know, the the ones that the running quarterbacks get that the the non-running quarterbacks don't get is those random little first downs to keep the clock moving and yeah they could not do that and hill waddle and tua just lit them up all right next game we have is mike's game falcons going to la and lose 27 to 31 yeah so uh the rams do what i expected them to do in the first three quarters right so they're up 28 10 and then they kind of just let the Falcons kind of roll back into it, roll back into it, and roll back into it. Get another backdoor cover out of the Falcons. I think the theme of the week might have been that teams just made wild, wild comebacks yeah. all week long. Um, and I think that's what the Falcons did here. Falcons, like Pat said last week, have a pretty like feisty team, fight back. Got back into this game. Um, I'm not sure if they had a real chance at the end of this game. Probably not. Um, I'm going to give my uh, best job to Allen Robinson just because of the fact that he probably scored more fantasy points this week than he did all of last year. Yeah. He just said, I think he just had the one touchdown, but he got like nothing last year. He was a pretty terrible player for the for the Bears last year. Yeah. No, and I was paying attention. And I was paying attention to this one on red zone. So I, I don't got too much to add there. But for some reason I do feel like the Falcons might have had a shot in it. But yeah, we're not gonna dig into that one enough to to nope. let you know. So next game we got on the docket, Seahawks go to San Francisco and absolutely get the wood laid right across their face, right across their chin. A big old piece of wood got laid. Um, Trey Lance goes down, so Jimmy G steps up. I'm putting that in quotes. I think he was like 13 for 28. So Jimmy Jimmy G had a very Jimmy G-ish game. But with the talent that the 49ers have, like all they need is 
Jimmy G to be like who he is. And I think, yep. you know, I think they won this game by more because yeah, Jimmy G is not like your most armed, talented, great talented, but I don't think he cares as long as they win is which what I kind of respect about him is like, he's like, at the end of the day, like if he gets a W, that's all he needs. And I don't know. I was watching this. Trey Lance is out for like the year. He's out right? for the year. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's what they're reporting right now that they're expecting him to have season ending ankle surgery, which makes the front office look pretty smart for not just dealing Jimmy for nothing. Uh, this is what we expected though. Even if you don't have, either Jimmy G or Trey Lance, we expect the 49ers to be significantly better than the Seahawks this year. Yeah. No. And yeah, I don't think neither of us were surprised by this game. Um, the 49ers did go lose to the bears and the uh, Seahawks did go beat the Broncos, but this game I think was the true tale of those two teams is, is the 49ers are a talented team that are lacking at the quarterback position a little bit, but if they got a quarterback that's just willing to be a game manager, they're going to be a competitive team. Next game we have is the Bengals go to Dallas and lose 17 to 20, which I don't know. This one was kind of a shocker to me, but what do you got, Mike? Uh, So I was pretty surprised in this game as well, that the Bengals didn't come out and like, prove that they're a good team. Um, I expected in week two, the teams that came out and kind of, you know, sputtered with their start, that they'd come out and really dominate a game. And the Bengals didn't do that. Um, In credit to the Cowboys defense, they played pretty well. They put a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow. But I thought the Bengals' offensive line was going to be better coming into this season and that they had a really, like, bolstered offensive line in that. Burrow would have time and he'd be like, you know, a significantly more patient and like better player because of that. Right. Um, but the Cowboys came out and they, and they scored 14 points early. Cooper rush played pretty well. Um, I think their offense is more potent than we wanted to give them credit for after that first Tampa Bay week. Uh, later in the game, not nearly as good, and that tends to happen with a backup quarterback is that defenses start to catch on your tendencies and your rhythms and stuff like that. Um, but the but Micah Parsons looks like probably the best player on the defensive side in the NFL almost pretty easily. He looks amazing. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Dude's um, a stud. I mean, the big surprise for me is that the Bengals don't show up. And when they do show up, it's late and when they're trying to scramble to win games. Now, do they put up points and get close to winning games? I guess they do. Um, But they're giving up way too much early. And I think if teams are going to give them their best games, the Bengals are – they're going to be in trouble because teams are going to come in hot. And if they don't start until the third quarter – they're going to have a hard time winning a lot of games. Yeah, and you said that take early, and it's looking smart through the first two games. So I'll give you yeah. credit, but 
So we'll I think they played. I think they played two tough teams though. Like Pittsburgh is not going to be a team that just rolls over for anybody. They just won't. And the Cowboys are a talented team in a lot of aspects, even though Dak's out, right? I think that they have a lot of talent across their team and they were expected to be good. And so everybody but maybe Cooper Rush expects them to like be this high-level offense. It's, I mean, I think it's a tough schedule to start with, especially if Dak would have been. Yeah, and they're going into Dallas as well. So, yeah. All right, we'll roll on to the next one. Another fairly boring game. Uh, we have the Texans going into Denver, and the Broncos win 16 to 9. Uh, like I said, pretty boring game. I can't tell if the Broncos are worse than I thought they were going to be or if Houston's better than I thought they would be. Um, notable injury, uh, Judy goes down early, doesn't come back from the game. I think that hurt the Broncos from being able to pull away in this one. But, yeah, they were just trading field goals until the fourth quarter. Uh, Houston takes a 9-6 to six lead into the fourth quarter. Uh, fourth quarter, the Broncos step up, get a TD and a field goal, put this game away. And, I mean, they just are the better team in that game. And – it just took them to the fourth quarter to get their feet under them. Um, but, yeah, not a very impressive win by the Broncos, but the Texans are maybe going to be scrappy. I mean, they tie the Colts week one, um, keep it close with the Broncos, who were my favorite to win the AFC West. But, but we'll see how that goes with, with those two teams. I mean, scraping out wins in the NFL is not – the worst thing that can happen, especially if you run into an injury in a rough game, right? Yeah. Um, for me, I I expected the Broncos to be really, really good this year. Yeah, me right. Too. And so, them putting it up sixteen against Houston surprised. That's yeah. all. And I expected week one. I expected week one to be tough, but week two, I expected them to come out and be on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of new pieces in, in Denver, so maybe they'll they'll figure it out. Uh, next game we have was another one of the more exciting games of the week is the Cardinals go into Las Vegas and beat Mike's Raiders twenty nine to twenty three. And the and the Raiders got them dead to rights at halftime. It's twenty to nothing, right? They're not doing anything right, like the. Uh, the Cardinals aren't playing very well. Raiders are playing just fine. Um, our boy Devontae Adams gets a touchdown early. And then, like, the the Cardinals just kind of come back and come back. And Kyler Murray late in that game is making some really, like, weird, like, terrible decisions. But nothing pans out so terribly that they – that they can't get through. Uh, he he delivers an absolute dime to tie the game up. They go into overtime. The Raiders get the ball. Hunter Renfro is uh, gets the ball on third down. Is like gunning for the sticks, which is what Hunter Renfro does. Like give him the ball, he's going to get you first down. He fumbles. 
Uh, I believe it is Wilson picks it up, takes it to the house. Cardinals win. Very exciting game. Uh, yeah. Just something. The Raiders shit the bed. And so they're 0 2. And like, for sure, should be 1 1. Cardinals should be 0 2. Yeah. No. Kyler Murray definitely had some magic on his side. He was scrambling, keeping plays alive, like running yep. like crazy. Um, I think he he turned into uh, my my wife and my brother in law were loving watching him run all over the place. Yeah, he's electric. And, yeah, and and from yeah, people who didn't grow up watching football, uh, all the, they were like, "This guy's awesome!" Like. I know if they didn't have my pull in the house, they'd be like, I think we're going to cheer for that guy. Um, but I do think Renfro had like a couple big fumbles doing that shit. Um, I don't know if he in lost them. No, but I think in that game, I think he fumbled like two times in like a fair, I think he only lost one of them, but in, okay. in a fairly short amount of time. But yeah, I just saw like the last like two minutes of the fourth quarter. And then overtime, right? So they were showing that. Yep. All right. So let's, that will wrap up our recap for the week. And we are going to roll into Thursday night. Thunder, 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 thunder. And what we have for Thursday night thunder. Um, I got the line earlier today. I can't imagine it swung too much, but we have the Steelers at the Browns, and the Browns are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'm going to go first on 39 – or, I mean, on uh, Thursday Night Thunder, and I'm going to say hammer the Steelers and take the under because that's what's going to happen. This game is going to be – I think it's going to be 14-16. to 16. And the Browns are going to win this one by two points. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm taking the Steelers. I think that they win this outright. I don't. I'm not going to put my double dog on them because I haven't thought about it this much. But an NFC or an AFC North rivalry game, guaranteed. Pittsburgh hates Cleveland. I think Cleveland got them a couple times in the last couple of years. Oh, they beat the shit out of them in the playoffs two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that the Steelers are going to have a problem with the old Browns, you know, which they have forever, right? And Mike Tomlin is just such a great coach, and that's why I think they get the win. I like it. I like the reasoning behind it. Um, so, yeah, we both took the Steelers there. So you probably want to take the Browns. I think that's – I think on our double stamps of approvals this year, we are right around uh, maybe four, 40% getting those right. But And I would take the over. Also, Mike's taking the over. So we are splitting there. Um, yeah. Splitting hairs there. So – that will do it for our show today. Um, if you're saying, hey, you guys are neglecting the brewers, I, I apologize because we have and been. And you're not wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. You are, you are 100% right. 
Um, they have a big series here against the Mets. Uh, tonight is not looking good. Last time I checked, they're down four to nothing. Um, they're two games out of the wild card spot. They're chasing down uh, the Padres. But we're going to have more for our favorites on the fly, which is basically just the Brewers left with our favorites on the fly um, for you on Thursday. And then we're going to have the Badgers preview, the Packers preview, and then we're going to do our picks. And when we do our picks, we're not going to preview the games too much. We might just give you a reason or two. My my reason is dumb football fan. Um, I like this quarterback better than the other quarterback is usually 60% of my reasoning. Um, and Mike just doesn't like the Chargers coach. So, uh, yeah, if you if go that against the he Chargers, like that guy's a moron. But thank you guys for listening. Um, we do appreciate the support. We love you guys. We are still, might not seem like it, we're still actively trying to get better. And I think we're going to be able to get some wrinkles out here soon. But thank you for the support for now. And Mike, will you take us home? All right. If you're doubting the, the Packers, the Brewers, the Bucks, the Badgers, you can eat our shorts. Roll. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.